Hi there, and welcome to the Alpine Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Prescott, a former naval submarine officer turned software engineer and adventurer here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. I found fun, fitness, and fulfillment in the outdoors, and so can you. Whether you've never hiked a day in your life or you're a bona fide peak bagger, my guests will inspire, educate, and entertain you. So turn the volume up, drop that phone in your pocket, settle in, and let's get to it. Hey everybody, Travis here, the Alpine Geek. Welcome to episode number nine of the show, which today is going to be a solo show. You know, it's not my it's not my favorite format, to be honest with you, but A, I need to practice and get so I can get better at it. And B, it's a great opportunity for me to talk directly to you, the listeners. Now I've loved all the guests that we've had so far, and I'm super excited about our future guests that have already agreed to come on the show. But those episodes tend to run close to an hour. And sometimes they run over an hour before editing, which doesn't really leave me any time to update you on the new developments with either the website or the podcast. So we're going solo today, and I think it's going to be good. You know, that being said, I love having guests. And if you know someone who would make an awesome guest or you yourself would want to be on the show, let me know via Twitter at Alpine Geek or shoot me an email, Travis at TheAlpineGeek.com. Now, you don't have to be super experienced or quote-unquote accomplished to be a guest. You don't have to have climbed Mount Everest. Some people that I've talked to about being on the show have said, well, they don't really feel like they're experienced enough. Imposter syndrome, I'm familiar with it. If you recall on episode one, I struggle with that myself. But to be really honest with you, there's a lot of episodes kind of like this one that are going to be more topic-based And I feel, and maybe it's just me, but I feel like having a conversation would be a lot more interesting for you all as listeners than just listening to me lecture. But maybe I'm wrong. You know, I have a list of topics and I'm totally open to suggestions. So feel free to hit me up and I can send you that list and see if anything on that list resonates with you. And then we could do an episode. All right. I have a few topics that I want to cover today, but the main topic, the main course, if you will, is going to be on the subject of giving and receiving feedback. So the topic comes from a day-long intensive seminar that I attended recently at the Mountaineers Program Center in Seattle, which was presented by two phenomenal staff members, Becca Polglaze and Andy Bissett. If you're in the Mountaineers and you get an opportunity to do either of their seminars, highly recommend it. It's really sort of tailored for outdoor educators, but it can certainly apply more broadly. I know that in my day job, I'm regularly asked to give feedback, and honestly, it can be really tough. And I know when I did Toastmasters, we spent probably a quarter of the meeting dedicated to having evaluators give feedback on the speeches. And to top it off, the evaluators themselves were also evaluated. Like all communication skills, it's a really useful skill to have, so I thought it'd be worthwhile to talk about that today. But before I dive into that, I just want to thank all of you who are listening to the podcast. You know, the show's only been going on for six short weeks, and in that time, you've helped it reach a key milestone for downloads, which is really encouraging for me. And I've reached out to many of you directly over the last several weeks and have really just been stunned by the enthusiastic response and support that you all have shown, whether that's friends from high school, shipmates from the Navy, people from real estate, Toastmasters, grad school, current and former coworkers at Microsoft, and of course, the incredible community of hikers and mountaineers who really inspired me to start this journey in the first place. A few specific shout outs to my former shipmates, if they're listening, Chris Jacoby and George LaMountain, for your really 
detailed and encouraging feedback. I so appreciate that. And then to some of my Mountaineers friends, Andy Kemberling, Danielle Graham, Karen Wallace, and Sally Webb for your feedback and support. Lore Salcedo from the DFW Fiction Writing Workshop. I want to thank you for sending me an amazing guest referral. Hopefully we'll have them on the show soon. And, you know, that's just to name a few. I mean, this is a podcast episode, not an Emmy Award. So I digress and we will continue. Many of you may not know this, but Facebook is actually really inefficient at spreading the word when new episodes come out or new videos are released. So when I share a new episode on my Facebook wall or I post it on the Alpine Geek page, unless you pay to play, that new episode is only seen by a tiny fraction of the friends or likes. You know, the on the page, it's averaging about 50 people per post. And there are more people that like the page than 50. In a way, it makes sense. Facebook needs to make money. But it also means that each of those likes and comments that people post help give it more weight in whatever Facebook's voodoo algorithm is. But easily, the simplest and the highest impact thing that you can do is to share the posts that you find most interesting, either on your own timeline or in the various Facebook groups, particularly hiking-oriented groups. You know, your support means the world to me, and, and it motivates me to keep learning, which is super fun, and putting out the best content that I can to impact as many lives as I can. That being said, let's move on to the topic of the day, which is feedback. What is feedback? Well, dictionary.com has a very unhelpful definition. A reaction or response to a particular process or activity. Evaluative information derived from such a reaction or response. I have no idea what that means. The definition we used in the seminar was... Feedback is information which communicates the impact of someone's actions on you or on a particular situation. So when I leave a one-star review on Amazon, I'm thinking of this definition. It's more about communicating the impact of a product or service or person's actions so that other people can learn from it. I'm usually not really that interested or I don't expect that a product manufacturer is going to suddenly read my one-star review and say, oh yeah, we're going to get right on fixing that, right? It's more about trying to prevent others from wasting their money on some crappy product that I bought. On the other hand, I found this definition in Bing, which is feedback is information about reactions to a product, a person's performance of a task, etc., which is used as a basis for improvement. And I really like this definition, and this is what I would normally think of in an outdoors or work setting when I think about feedback, particularly the part that says that it's used as a basis for improvement. Now, we can kind of think of feedback with a couple dimensions, and the dimensions that we used in the seminar were basically two dimensions. Feedback can either be encouraging or discouraging. That's, that's one dimension. And it can either be vague or specific. That's the other dimension, which means you have four combinations of those parameters. With that being said, if the feedback you provide is vague and discouraging, the technical term we use for that is crap. Now, this 
This all comes from Andy's presentation, and he presents it much better than I do. So I don't know if that's really the technical term, but that's the term he used. An example from a great blog post on one-star reviews, one-star Yelp reviews, comes from Yosemite National Park, which says, Trees block views and too many gray rocks. Pretty discouraging, pretty vague, crappy feedback. On the other hand, if the feedback is discouraging but specific, well, we have a term for that too. It's called specific crap. So another one-star review, this one of Sequoia National Park, says this. There are bugs and stuff, and they will bite you on your face. So that's pretty specific, but it's also pretty crappy. Now, we could also have encouraging feedback. And encouraging feedback could either be vague or specific. Hypothetically, if you were to post a five-star review for this podcast that said, Wow! Best podcast ever. That's vague and encouraging. And the word we use to describe that is fluff. That being said, if you left me a five-star review that said that, I'd take it. On the other hand, what if you left this five-star review for the podcast? Amazing podcast for those who lead trips outdoors. I've been listening for weeks, and the info has helped me plan safer, more effective trips. That is both encouraging and specific, and we like to call that effective feedback. Now, what makes that effective? It has three specific qualities. We describe it, label it, and praise it. So describing it just means describing what it is you're giving feedback about. So in this case, the describe it was, it's a podcast for those who lead outdoor trips. In label it, we're identifying the impact that it has. In this case, it helped me plan safer, more effective trips. And then the third, praise it, is kind of self, self-evident. Amazing podcast, right? So the order doesn't necessarily matter. In this example, it used praise, describe, and label. Instead of describe, label, praise. The order doesn't matter. The elements matter. Now, if we look at the fluff version, you know, wow, best podcast ever. Well, that definitely checks the box for praise it. But there's no description of what was good, or more importantly, why it was good. And understanding that why is crucial to reinforcing that good behavior. So if you were to like this podcast and just say that it was great, that doesn't tell me anything about what you liked that I should keep doing. On the other hand, the one that says, hey, help me plan safer, more effective trips, that's feedback to me that that information is useful and I should reinforce that and keep doing more of that stuff. That doesn't mean that specific encouraging feedback necessarily has to be all good. You could have specific encouraging positive feedback and you could have specific encouraging negative feedback. So if you can imagine a third dimension, which would then make it a cube instead of a, of a grid, but that's fine. What we call that specific encouraging negative feedback, the word we use is it's constructive and constructive feedback should be timely, specific and growth oriented. A common technique that I saw used over and over in Toastmasters is something they call the sandwich technique. And the idea is that you kind of sandwich the bad in between a couple pieces of good feedback. So consider, you know, when someone says, man, that was all great, you have to kind of wonder, was it really all great or were they just lazy and taking the easy way out? Because even if someone did a great job, 
in all areas. There's usually some area in which they did the least great or some area in which they could still improve. And so you don't have to literally sandwich the bad stuff between good things. But the idea is to identify both the good and the constructive and then end with some encouragement. So consider this example. We have a student rigging a rappel and she did everything just right. So consider these two options for feedback. The first, Sarah, great job. That was a perfect rappel. Really safe. Or consider this second option. Sarah, you did a great job rigging the rappel. You checked each aspect of your setup methodically. And keep practicing that flow so it becomes muscle memory. So you do it just that well every time. It'll help prevent you from overlooking something and will serve as a role model for your peers. Well done. Now, which of those do you think is better positive feedback? Well, in keeping with the the law of multiple choice answers, it's the one that's longer most of the time. So yeah, it's the second one. Um, but there's nothing necessarily wrong with the first one. It's It describes, that was a perfect repel. It labels, it was really safe. And it praises, great job. So there's nothing about the positive feedback that's ineffective, but the second one is more effective because it has it identifies the good, which is the the rigging of the rappel. And in this case, because there wasn't anything specific about the way she rigged the rappel that they could really offer anything constructive about, instead it goes on to talk about basically a weakness that that others have. So it's common that People overlook things when when rigging a rappel. And so the constructive piece is saying, hey, keep doing that. You did that just perfectly. Keep practicing that so it becomes automatic because that's going to help you not experience this common issue. And in that way, using kind of that sandwich method of something positive, something constructive, and then finally encouragement can be even more effective. Now, let's look at a couple examples of constructive feedback. So in this example, we have a student who just did a rappel and the rappel was a little bit jerky. And this is something that I still struggle with, to be quite honest. So consider these two options. The first, John, you did a really great job setting up your rappel. It was methodical and efficient. I noticed your descent seemed a little choppy. Did you feel that too? No worries. There's a few things we can adjust. And with a little more practice, your repels will get smoother. Nicely done. Now, consider the alternative. Wow, John, that repel was really jerky. You need to tend your auto block better. How often have you been practicing? Which do you think was more effective? I hope it did not take you long to say the first one. The second one was just ineffective feedback. And some of the elements of ineffective feedback are that it dwells on mistakes, that it judges, blames, accuses, or uses sarcasm that it demands change, that it's indirect, or that it's not timely or just comes out of the blue. And sometimes we call this the feedback bomb. Did you notice any of those elements in that second skit? Notice that one. It didn't use a sandwich method at all. It was critical and accusatory by saying, you need to. The feedback was on the person rather than the behavior. I don't know about you, but if someone said, how often have you been practicing? I would probably take that as a judgment. And the issue here is that 
it's a psychological impediment to a student when they feel criticized. We're already our own worst critics, and when someone validates our negative self-talk, it makes us perform worse, especially in situations where there's an element of risk like there is in the outdoors. On the other hand, framing feedback in a consistently positive way, even if it's constructive, can do wonders to improve a student's competence and performance. So a quick little story here. When I took the basic alpine climbing course, out near Leavenworth, there's a crag called Alphabet Rock, and there's a double rope overhanging rappel there. Now, I'm afraid of heights, and while I was initially psyched to do the rappel, as I sat there in the long line waiting, fear and doubt began to creep into my mind. I sat there and thinking I was afraid that my boots were going to slip and I'd face plant into the rock, or that when I went over the uh, overhang, that I was going to start spinning around when I started, when I was dangling in midair and then freak out. And so when it finally came time to go, every inch I got closer to the edge, I got more and more nervous. And then finally, literally right at the end, I bailed. And, and honestly, the only person that gave me any grief about that was myself. But I gave myself a lot of grief over it to the point that I was basically questioning whether this was even something for me. Fortunately, the next day I made it a point to talk to a couple of my instructors, Rob Holman and Elena Jorgensen. And you know, their incredibly positive, constructive feedback kind of drowned out all that negative self-talk that I'd been circulating through my mind and gave me both the energy and the enthusiasm to continue with that weekend and then just continue on the course. And, and I'm, I will note that I have since done a double rope rappel on the tooth, um, although that's not overhanging, but you know, so to Rob and Elena and, and frankly, all the instructors in the Everett Climbing Committee, you know, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, before you start giving feedback, you want to take a, a step back and ask yourself a few questions. And the acronym we use here is called HALT which stands for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. So before you give feedback, you want to check those elements because if any of those are applicable, it may not be the right time. You may not be in the right mindset or the right physical state to give effective feedback. So correct those factors first and then engage. Just make sure that you follow up in a timely fashion. Which brings me to the wrap-up. So... We've been talking today about feedback, and I would love yours. Now, I was joking about the fluff reviews, but I kind of wasn't <laughs> because reviews are super useful, but it's kind of a pain in the butt to leave them, especially since I know that about a whopping 80% of you are listening to this podcast on your phone, and it's pretty much impossible. Well, it's not impossible. It's just heroic effort to leave a podcast review from a phone. However... I did discover a really cool new site for podcasts that's called Podchaser, P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R, Podchaser. There's a bunch of neat things I like about it for those who love podcasts, but what I particularly like about it is that it gives you, uh, the listener, the ability to easily leave reviews, not just for the podcast itself, but it also lets you rate individual episodes. So you can get there through the link alpinegeek.com forward slash pod pod chaser c-h-a-s-e-r and sign up for free with either a google facebook twitter or email account 
And hopefully you can apply some of the lessons learned from today's episode and leave your honest, effective feedback there or at whatever podcast directory or podcast app you use to listen to this. Uh, Of course, I'm always totally happy to hear from you directly. I, I love getting your emails. I love getting your messages on Facebook. If that's what you prefer. Uh, That's all the time I have for this week. Until next time, stay safe. And I hope to see you on the trails with appropriate social distancing. Take care. You've been listening to the Alpine Geek Podcast with Travis Prescott. Be sure to check us out at www.thealpinegeek.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thank you.